Welcome to Weekly Heroics, a two true freaks guide to heroes on TV, and we're actually doing heroes on TV for a change. <laughs> so um, we're we're starting our season three Legion cast. I'm here with Pat Delmore, uh, hey, hey. hair metal hero. Will be along uh, in future episodes. You just could not make it today because we're doing a rare afternoon recording thing on a Sunday. I think. Yeah, but it's during the afternoon, so my brain isn't awake, so apologies in advance. Um, although now my brain is awake, man, because <laughs> I've, I've watched Legion Chapter 20, Season 3, Episode 1, and uh, if, if anyone out there was afraid, they wouldn't, you know, hold steady on the let's fuck with your mind factor, <laughs> um, let us assuage your fears right now, because they kind of turned it up to 11 in this one. So... Uh, actually, at first when I started watching this, which was actually just like an hour ago, you know, we're, we're running late on, I, I forgot this was actually starting, so we are running late on the episodes, we're going to try to pump this one out and uh, stay on track after this week. Um, but I started watching this, and as, as I've done many times with Legion, it's like, how the hell can I recap this thing? It's all just <laughs> images and emotion and... But there was enough of a plot, finally, I, I, I did write kind of a, a little synopsis, bullet point type stuff, so we'll kind of read that and just some of my erratic notes here, but um, what would you think of our our first trip back to Legion World? I like this Switch character quite a bit. Yeah. She's I, kind of the, framing it around a new character is a, is a good idea. Just having her enter that world through her uh, through her tunnel and yeah, yeah she's many just... tunnels, um, <laughs> many weird tunnels through skyscrapers and such. Um, yeah, and we don't even get to see David till like twenty minutes in on this one. Um, so it's all about Switch in the beginning. We meet a young Asian woman uh, who later is named Switch. It's going to be her mutant name apparently, and uh, we, we find out she's probably a time traveler and she's she's listening to some instructional tapes on her her Walkman 
um, who may or may not be from, like, Fukuyama, because um, there are some kind of references to the basket, and, and it just seems like almost... I don't know, that's the feeling I kind of got, that it was Fukuyama, like, instructing her, but maybe not. It's kind of taking the place of the uh, John Hamm, um, you know, narration for exposition and such, so you know, kind of try to lay out their, their rules for time travel before they jump into the weirdness, but there's a lot of weirdness before we get to any kind of coherent plot. Just a lot of images, and, and she's following clues to presumably get to, you know, David. At least that's what, you know, we the audience knows. I don't know if she realizes who she's looking for at first. Um, and yeah, just a lot of visual stuff, and Switch eventually f- ends up in, like, this shop that has <laughs> rotating, you know, displays of clothes in, in a shopkeeper, and eventually she, you know, she gets all these clues, like, look for the orange fish, and look for the, uh, the pregnant virgin and follow the yellow bus. And of course we see a big red bus go by. And so she's like, well, that's not my bus. And the yellow bus is literally written on the back of it. <laughs> so she runs after it and gets on, jumps on the bus. And we got some uh, good music going on. We get some, uh, 2000 light years from the, from home of the stones in this one. And, and a little song called something for your mind. Cause when she gets into the hippie shop, uh, we meet all these basically these hippie stereotypes and um, the, the, the original shop girl who originally talks only in Bob Dylan, you know, placard cards that, that is translated for us, you know, and who are you looking for and stuff like that. And eventually she says, you know, the she figures out the name of the pregnant virgin was, was the keyword for the video game to get into the next level, apparently. And then things go batshit, and and we get a nice little music montage of a song called Something for Your Mind by Super Organism. Hmm. I don't believe I've ever heard of, but it was an interesting little tune. As usual, trying to describe this show is kind of pointless other than when it has a coherent plot. So just take a big hit of acid and put on something for your mind and your brain will do something similar to what the show is. I think. Yeah. Now you think I'm psychopath Democrat lurking in the jar This sucks, I'm the Kmart So the trips are trash I kept the stash Of coca candy Straight from Japan Hologram and she was never as near Think you know what I need to get eventually gets into the tunnel and there's all these like invisible tunnels which you know were I guess kind of I felt was like okay this is like the alternate universe between you know or the the astral plane that's leading to David because I'm sure he has his own little world set up or at least we think he's actually in a location maybe um, <laughs> always some maybes in this show uh, but he she eventually um, gets to David's hippie commune slash cult 
you know, and we find the pregnant virgin is this girl named Salmon that uh, Lenny somehow impregnated last season. Um, um, she's 23 years penis-free, she informs us. Um, there's a giant pig creature that's, like, secreting the blue gas and stuff. I think it was a tardigrade, wasn't it? Yeah, it might have been. I, I mean, I took it as a pig because it started <laughs> It was snorting. making a pig noise, but it yeah, looked like a tardigrade. it did look like a tardigrade. Uh, and, and the fire engines came, and uh, it's Division 3. It was Division 3, right? Not Division 6, for some reason. I, now they're calling it the, the Forces of, of Division. Division. Yeah, which is... <laughs> I'm sure not, you know, a, a metaphor or play on words or something that's going to be important in the plot later. Um, I'm still convinced this may all be in his head. And yep. Yeah, I think they're yep. leading every closer <laughs> to that right now. David is apparently, like, secretes dreams, man. Um, hippie, hippie, smoky, smoky stuff. I don't know. But we get a bit of Switch's origin in there, too. We meet a hippie alchemist. And I don't remember what his name exactly was. I don't uh, either. You see, like oh, Squirrel, I believe it was Squirrel, oh, yeah. Squirrel, the hippie alchemist. Um, yeah, and he he's a, a fine-looking gentleman, but kind of as I said, just poster boy for the hippie movement. Uh, very tie-dye and lots of smoke going around these scenes, and you know, it's just what you would think it would be. Uh, Eventually, Switch gets to David's big clock room um, to wait to hopefully meet him. Because um, part of her clues was she basically answered an ad. It's like Time Traveler Wanted. Um, and then that's why she's kind of seeking out David to, to see, you know, to apply for the job, I guess. Um, and, and we finally get Lenny, Her Majesty the Breakfast Queen, I think, is what they said. <laughs> uh, the people that introduced her, I couldn't, I wasn't watching with subtitles, so... Yeah, or Majesty the Breakfast Queen. I had to rely on my broken ears for most of this. Um, and, and she slinks in, of course, being as Lenny as she ever is, and uh, in a fine outfit, I might add. Yeah. I almost got an Aubrey, yeah. uh, Aubrey nip slip in that thing. Um, <laughs> and then she, you know, acknowledges, well, it was the uh, the alchemist that actually named Switch. You know, he's like, no, nah, that's not your name. Your name is Switch, you know, in true, like, X-Men fashion. This is kind of like David's, we're to believe this is kind of like David's gathering powered people, maybe, you know, or at least looking for that time traveler. Um, I like uh, Breakfast Queen's immediate reaction to that. You mean like Switch Hitter? Yeah, exactly. Swing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Switch is, you know, instantly like, I like boys. And Lenny's yeah. just like, why? <laughs> you know, <Yeah>. it's hilarious. <laughs> Uh, and as I said, 20 minutes in, we finally get David strolls in the magic man and he, he kind of does some exposition, um, to switch about, you know, we get a brief little Chuck animation about, uh, Amu Farouk and, and kind of doubling down on the needy narcissist David in, in a way, you know, cause he's all like, you know, we all need love. All we need is love basically very, very Beatles too. And, uh, but it's more about, you know, he's gathering people around him that love him, you know, I think. Because we kind of left David as like a needy, narcissistic incel last uh, last season, if you'll remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, disturbing as that was. And, uh, you know, David's found that it's just easier to read minds than trust people at this point. So he's he's literally become, you know, from the, if you're going by the books, Xavier's, you know, worst nightmare. Even though Xavier had his... his 
his share of mindfuckery on other people, too. So he's a hypocrite. But that may not be the case in this universe. We don't know. I'm real excited because we know he's coming. Yeah, in some respect. I don't know if it's all going to be like flashback or, I mean, we're time traveling now, so anything's pretty much possible there. Um, and we learn that Switch's dad collects robots. Sure, that'll have no meaning whatsoever uh, later on. And uh, did, did you get a Jubilee? Why they, they like, intentionally... Oh, put her in that jacket? Yeah. Intentionally yeah. <laughs> dressed yeah. her like Jubilee from the yeah. cartoons. Um, and it was very kind of an 80s vibe in the beginning, too. And, yep, she looked just like Jubilee, so got to give Noah a, a cheers for that nod because it had to be intentional. She looks really tall, though, <laughs> with her stockings and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I always think of Jubilee as a uh, you know, a small stature person, like even next to Wolverine, she looks little. Right. So. Yeah, she's like two feet tall if you go by yeah. Wolverine's standard height. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, we, again, we get some exposition about the Shadow King and David's daddy just to catch some of y'all up. And uh, meanwhile, the alchemist is drinking his special tea, uh, hanging out outside. And we see the commune get infiltrated by Division 3 goons. Who disable him with a giant vaudeville stage hook, because of course they do. <laughs> Literally just, you know, point of view of the hook just going towards him, and they're like, they're just going to yank him off like a Bugs Bunny cartoon or something. And sure enough, they do with the spinning cup in the air, even. So uh, I think Noah Hawley is, is seen as vaudeville in his Looney Tunes cartoons as well. <laughs> you agree with me on that one? Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've always said you you've been the one you're you're the theater guy these days, so I mean, you're the one that's always been able to point out it's like this is a stage show and like you're goddamn yeah. you're right. Yeah. <laughs> uh meanwhile, um Carrie and the goons, you remember uh, Punchy Carrie, we're we're calling them science carry and punchy carry now. Uh, those are their designations when we have to, to sort things out. But Punchy Carrie and the Goons uh try to capture David and they end up uh, very dramatic action-packed scene, and Carrie ends up cutting David's arm off with a katana, and he instantly just dusts her, kills her, and uh, then protects him and Switch with, with a nice uh, psychic shield, but is shot from behind Scarface style by Sid uh, with a shotgun, and seemingly killed. But, of course, we got a time travel in the mix, so none of that actually happened, or right. did it. Um, and very significantly, you don't see uh, dancing Carrie react to Punch and Carrie getting killed right. at all, yeah. which they definitely would have shown if it was significant that that happened. Right, you would think, yeah, but I mean, how does, you know, he's supposed to kind of feel her pain, but how he would have just exploded too back at the yeah, base. Yeah, just <laughs> dropped dead. Or... Yeah. <laughs> um, but of course, Switch escapes through time, and, and I think it's cool how she does it. She just basically draws herself a lighted door and falls through it. He gets uh, some, some more lessons from her Walkman. And ultimately, and she's walking through a hallway of, of basically as far back as she can go. And there's like 10 minutes, 20 minutes, one hour. And, you know, she can pick one door. And the Walkman is, is you know, basically walking her through how to, you know, how to do it. Or you have to pick the best moment to go back. And if you go back too far or mess with the timeline too much, you, you risk waking the demon so, Which is very similar to how uh, Shadow King was presented in the first season. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I and we even kind of get a shot of maybe Shadow King yellow eyes at one point. Because she does go back. Um, 
And she ultimately warns David of the, she goes back, I think it is an hour the first time and warns David of the attack. Uh, thus also proving to him her time travel abilities. Cause Lenny was trying to get her to prove it to her. And she's like, nope, I'm only doing this for the man himself. Well, she kind of already did though. is cause that room that she has to sit in, she's got to play with, uh, how long she has to wait. Right. Yeah. That big clock. Cause Lenny comes in and was like, you know, oh, was the wait awful? And she's just like, no. Yeah. Wasn't too I bad. made it go real fast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we get another nice battle scene when she warns David and he, he blinks them out before the attack in his room can happen. And we get a nice battle scene. He, he they're walking, David and Twitch are walking through the switch or walking through the, uh, the hallway of the, uh, whatever, you know, the, the David X mansion, I guess. And, uh, just uh, David's cult is battling the, the forces of division. And here's my note where it says, this is all happening in his head, isn't it? And a little uh, Farouk is there, and the forces try to take Lenny, but David kills Punchy Carey again. Um, there's pig grunting sounds going on, so somebody's obviously upsetting the, the hog tardigrade. <laughs> and David gets killed by Sid again with another shotgun blast. Um, and Switch jumps again, but finds uh, she can't go back more than two hours this time, and may have already awoken the demon, because he's like waiting at the end of the hall after the the time's run out, and she's like, okay, two hours, I guess this is where I'm going back to. But suddenly she finds herself in the astral plane with Farouk, who gives us some more exposition. And for those of you at home that can't see this, of course, in my notes, it's spelled X-P-O-S-I-T-I-O-N. Because I'm a cheesy fucking nerd like that. Um, she accuses Farouk of being a robot and, and lets herself out of the discussion, but, um, you know, he does some more uh, exposition on, you know, why he found David and, and how he found Switch and all that. And Division 3 has a helicarrier now, sort of, um, prop-driven, and, and no planes on it, but this big, beautiful blue-and-white plane thing that they're roaming around in. Um, and we see Science Carry and Punchy Carrier talking and creating a Potomany robot, um, if you remember him, who was sucked into the mainframe. And who is now sporting a mustache <laughs> because, you know, if, if when in Rome. <laughs> and one of the best lines and scenes of the show is, uh, you know, Carrie is, you know, is anxious to go get to the punchy stuff as she always is. And she's like, come on, let's go. And science Carrie is like, I have to test the robot's reflexes. And, and punchy Carrie just punches him and, and knocks him over. And she's just like, slow. Yep. And, and I just almost pissed myself. <laughs> that was think. great. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, we're, we're assuming this is all happening now. You know, this is the run-up to the raid that we've already seen twice, sort of. And uh, we see Clark, uh, Clark, Clark, Clark and government uh, goon discussing David. And, you know, Clark's like, he has a, you know, Tyler Farouk tells him he has a time traveler now. And, of course, the government goon is like, why don't we have a time traveler? <laughs> And, um, so, you know, Clark is obviously processing that. Sid's in the library with her new Me First tattoos. And wasn't Clark's husband black before? Yeah. When they showed him? Because he's like, I thought you were, uh, Clark says to him, I thought I was your boss. And the guy's like, only when we're at home. Oh, I missed that. Uh, Yeah. Okay, huh. Yeah. Recast. Yeah, you're right, though, I think. Um, Hmm. I thought, yeah, they were. That. He was the husband was black, and they had like an adopted Asian son. Right. Hmm. 
maybe reality has been altered somehow. Yeah. Uh, since or someone just got recast, and they're hoping we don't notice. But yeah. <laughs> they they didn't count on Pat Delmore people. <laughs> So your secrets out, or you could just have a lot of people that he's the boss of in his house, I guess. Right. <laughs> uh, so maybe he's into the swinging thing now. We don't know. Could be. Um, Sid's in the library, library with her new me first tattoos. So she's giving herself some empowerment. Um, Fruit comes in and talks to her and tells her they found David, and uh, she wants to be in on the raid. And he's just like, "You just want revenge." She's like, Psst, "Nah," which. Is probably not true. She does want revenge. And um, Fruit is, you know, for any reminds her, like, I'm a 2,000-year-old fucking creature here. I've got a little insight. I've got some wisdom, and I know what you're doing. You're, you silly humans are kind of transparent. Team gears up for the fight again, and the Vermilion and the robot Potomini monitor the situation. And, of course, we get kind of another version of the scene we've seen already several times. With the alchemist and um, and but this time you know David's kind of ready for them and there he blasts a huge hole and you know where the, the headquarters was presumably and and him and uh, Switch are off and traveling and uh, yeah thoughts <laughs> <laughs> my brain well, still aches I just watched I, I know it can only <laughs> it can only go up from here um, I would be. I'd be curious to see if they decide to keep um, Switch as the point of view character for the whole season. Yeah. I think you and almost I, have to in a way. Yeah. Um, she's kind of... She's the one kind of creating the world at this point or may find out that she has the power to do so because, yeah, it's... Uh, I mean, David didn't even really know, apparently, you know, or at least the David she met didn't even kind of realize he was looking for a time traveler. So he must have, you know, it's one of those situations where he, he gains some knowledge and then retroactively goes back and sets himself up to look for the time traveler that saves him or something, something. Um, yeah, I met Chris Claremont uh, at a convention a couple weeks ago, and I uh, what I decided that what I decided to ask him about was uh, was Willow because he wrote those books based on the Willow movies. Oh, um, yeah. but what I should I should have asked him about Legion. And told him you have a podcast, yeah. Yep, yep. Totally, totally <laughs> You're forgot. fired. You're fired. All right. Because he, 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 he probably would have recorded a promo. I know, man. You're gonna be he's thinking he's very sociable. Yeah. All right, next time. Yep. <laughs> One of my other podcasting like, partners got me a soundbite from a Walking Dead cast member. All I'm saying, nice. Pat. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was a good start to a new season, and unfortunately we know it's the last season. So, um, and everything I've read, you know, Noah, that would usually give me give me pause and depression, but like like Preacher, we know that's going to be the next, you know, last season, uh, the next one coming up. But we're hoping that, you know, in this day and age, a lot of shows get to decide when they go out, you know, or at least yeah, have things good thing. ready for that. Um, if it happens, so I have no doubt Noah's got a nice definitive ending to all this for us, <laughs> whatever that means in this crazy show. Um, I was a It'd little surprised cool. we didn't see Melanie and uh, Oliver. Yeah, since they kind of well, bookended. Oliver's, you know, was doing um, production 
on that uh, what we do in the Shadow Show. Yeah, he's, he's, I don't know what his schedule is right now. He's he's shown up in it a couple times too. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean, you got to think he's going to show up eventually. I mean, they kind of <laughs> they kind of did the epilogue on last season, which was pretty intriguing. It's like, yeah, hi, we're here at the end of the world. They would want and destroyed everything or something, something. We're back in the ice cube hanging out, you know. And so I, I can't think we won't see them again. Uh, but this is definitely, I, I thought it was smart to, to to start out, you know. And they didn't even give us, like, a previous thing on at all. You know, there's very little exposition at all. They're like, you haven't been watching this, you're not going to know what the hell is going on. And even if you have been watching this, you probably don't know what's going on. So, you know, we're not going to bother doing that whole thing for you. It's the, the show starts out, I thought it was interesting, you know, basically an emergency broadcast system message. So. Oh, no, that's the test. That's the test pattern. That's not the emergency broadcast system. Okay. That's for, what came on um, when TV, st- when TV right. stops broadcasting at the end of the day. That's right. Yeah. But, yeah. So that's going to definitely mean something as well, you know. Or I kind of took that as, you know, that that was the last the last screen anyone saw before the world ended. That would uh, make sense. Yeah. yeah. And what we're probably viewing now is, is actually, you know, the world's still going to end maybe, but right now we're just bopping around in time with switch to see how we got there. Um, I'm guessing that's kind of, I'm almost thinking that this will something to the effect of Legion quest will, will happen in this That'd show. Cool. Um, I don't know if it'll go the same way, but yeah, I can see David like going back to to his father and Farouk's first fight and attempting to kill Farouk and maybe accidentally bopping off his father uh, instead and, and creating the whole mess that we have now. Because <laughs> we still ain't got anywhere near, you know, a discussion of any actual X-Men existing. Right. There's no Xavier exists. And so Legion Quest could possibly already have happened. Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of where my brain goes with this, and that's intriguing in itself. I mean that that solves the problem not having to tie it to any X <laughs> properties, obviously, while still being able to have an Xavier. So yeah, so I mean that would be you know, and if it is the way they're going, I'm sure Noah's you know had that planned out and kind of decided that was his little niche universe he was going to play in anyway. So so I wonder if this will, if Disney will hold on to this for streaming or if it'll just remain in the Fox streaming book or what they're going to classify this as. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm intrigued and frightened to see what their whole, their, 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 you know, big final takeover of all of the world's media when they start their own streaming service, whether you've got to think that they're going to, I mean, there's no reason they can't have like adult content on there. You know, they couldn't possibly, you know, move over eventually. Well, they just bought Hulu. Right. Hulu would be their, their adult box. Yeah. And Disney Plus would be their kid box. The way they'll go, because I mean, they've got, I think they've already got runaways over on Hulu and, I'm not sure where Gifted was, but that's already done. That's already been canceled. Um, 
I only saw part of one episode of that. I couldn't get into Runaways to save my life either, and I loved that comic. Like, loved that comic. I never read the comic, but I actually kind of enjoyed the show. It was very clunky at times. It had its yeah. definite problems. and um, But overall, I kind of enjoyed it because it was just kind of... Probably because it was characters that I didn't really know, and I knew there was a dinosaur, so, well, mm-hmm. you had me at dinosaur. Um <laughs> And you had me at Angel playing a part, so you know, I knew um, James Ma- Marsters was in there. Marsters, is that his last name? Yeah. Yeah. So that's always a bonus. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's 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 D- Disney's world, and we just live in it, so we're at the whim of... I'm hoping that they at least eventually do a huge, you know, all three seasons Blu-ray type thing for this, because I do need to own it. And I'd love to see yeah, some extra material all, and stuff. I've got it all digitally through Amazon, but who knows how long that's going to last? Yeah. They, you know, can get get rid of anything you buy from. So. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, obviously the show is ending, so they don't have to like they they can do their thing till the end, which is the nice thing about it. They're not going to get suddenly moved over to the Disney streaming and say, "Okay, you're a PG show now, guys," or whatever. But. Um, We've already, that ship's already sailed. We had a straight up hard R rating, you know, dismemberment in this one. So that was kind of yes. nice with shooting arterial blood in the whole nine yards. Um, so that was nice <laughs> for you gore fans. You're not going to be lacking in that this season, probably. David exploded about 10 people, um, turned one into ash and threw him into the wall. There's some good action in this one. They spent some money on the, the special effects in this first episode, to be sure. So, uh, somebody should start a campaign to make Lenny a Disney princess, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She technically <laughs> is now. Yeah. Yeah. Get her and, uh, you know, a Carrie Fisher impersonator or whoever's playing Princess Leia now to show up at places together and, you know, trade quips and. Drink martinis out of one another's glasses. Yeah. <laughs> on the subject to Disney princesses, but on a totally unrelated subject to this TV show, if you have not seen Ralph Breaks the Internet yet, Wreck-It Ralph I, too. I haven't. I know it's on Netflix. Yeah, it's it's got uh, just a beautiful scene concerning the Disney princesses, and it, it's very comforting to see that Disney can uh, make fun of itself in a big way. So I just I definitely... <laughs> definitely recommend that movie and, and Lenny could be a princess definitely you know geez. I've got it in the can already I think it comes out um, sometime in July the uh, commentary for Little Mermaid on our uh, shore leave series mm-hmm. <laughs> which uh, which in honor in honor of uh, how big of a fan of uh, of Disney uh, Scott Gardner is we kept family friendly <laughs> good but, yeah but man. I was the only one in that group that liked that movie because <laughs> uh, everybody else hadn't seen it since they were little kids. <laughs> yeah, you'll you'll be you'll you'll enjoy and simultaneously be disturbed by Ariel and, and Wreck-It Ralph. Exactly. And just let you know that. I'm um, looking. I'm, I might watch that today. I'd forgotten out. that that was like a Disney thing, and it's just they're yeah. you know they they're no holds barred now and like having all their other properties show up in, in every one of their animated movies. So <laughs> that's kind of neat. <laughs> yeah. well, did you ever see the ads for the Lilo and Stitch movie? Yeah, and I've never seen that one. And I The movie's great, but that, the ad campaign for it, where you would interrupt the old Disney movies 
Oh, okay. No, I don't remember seeing those. No. Oh, they're so funny. Well. Yeah. Like he would, um, they have Aladdin and Jasmine singing Whole New World and uh-huh. Stitch pulls Stitch pulls up in a rocket ship oh, no and just shit. looks at Jasmine. He's like, hey, baby. <laughs> and she like jumps in the rocket ship and flies off with him. No and it ends with Aladdin like dejected, flying alone on the carpet and sobbing. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Disney ain't afraid to make yeah. fun of themselves. Why would they be? They own everything. Yeah. So are yep. they going to lose lose customers? <laughs> but but back to Legion. I don't know yes, what yes, I have yes, to Legion. say about it because I'm just. It's great. It's been so long, yeah. It's, 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 it's still back, great. So back to true form. I mean, yeah. it it did not end on a high note in season two, which we said many times. Right. I don't know what they were trying to do, but they went off the rails a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm hoping. I mean, that they somehow figure that all out. I mean, Holly has always kind of said that this is, you know, a origin story of a villain and. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, I mean, I think we're probably supposed to hate David at this point. <laughs> and I don't know if they'll redeem him or not. I, I can't see that uh, you're going to make the, the Shadow King uh, the hero of the story, but that's kind of the way they're angling it right now. Oh, Except, we forgot to talk. That's something we forgot to talk about, uh, is the whole conversation with uh, Switch and the Shadow King. Yeah. Well, that yeah. ends with her saying, you know, she she's on David's side because David is a man and the He's Shadow King robot. is a robot. That's right. Yeah, I do have that here in my notes. And, uh, yeah, so that's um, obviously Switch has something going on with robots. And, and, yeah. Well, because her dad makes robots. Right. But now we've got, you know, Carrie and Carrie making a Batomini robot. And, you know, we still got the Vermilion doing weird mainframey things. And, uh, yeah. So... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to think yet, but I'm along for the ride as usual. When she said that, I was like, wouldn't it be cool if Switch was really Penny Parker? Who's Penny Parker? Have you have you seen Into the Spider-Verse yet? Yeah, but which one is she? The the girl with the robot Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. Oh, the yeah, no shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that just hit Netflix, too. I got to rewatch that. Yeah, I've seen it. I like that a lot more Four than I thought I would. Now. I didn't think I, I wasn't even going out of my way to see that at first, and we, we should have reviewed it too because I was like, "Ah, who cares?" You know, I'm not that big. I'm a big Spider-Man fan, but I only know, you know, just Ditko Lee Spider-Man, basically, you know, from way back. So, I, <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm not going to know who any of these other Spider people are, you know. So why even watch this? But then, you know, we just kind of rented it one night, and I'm like, "Oh my god, this is fucking amazing!" Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen Lego Batman yet? No, no, not same yet. Same thing, but for Batman. Yeah, and I need it's to. It's the same writer. I mean, right. Oh, okay. It's virtually, yeah. you know, but obviously Batman's history is a little bit different, but yeah. Now, do you need to watch, do you watch the Lego movie 2 first before you watch Lego Batman? I forgot which one came no, out No, Lego Batman came out before Lego movie 2. Okay, cool. So we we there just was got through there, Lego movie a little while ago, yeah. me and Tina. Yeah. Yeah. And then we finally finished up our Ralphs, so now we got to get Lego Movie too. Yeah. It was good. It wasn't great, but it was good. Mm-hmm. It couldn't. You can't build off of, uh, come off of having just done into the Spider Verse and expect it to be completely amazing. But yeah, yeah. 
Anywho, watch Legion with us. Yeah, uh, yeah, we'll should. do this every week and get Hero here to have his jaw on the floor with the rest of us. Um, I've got some other stuff. We'll be uh, hopefully covering the boys when it starts. I think late July on this podcast and uh, uh, preacher. Preacher, that's not like till twenty twenty though, is it? Oh, it isn't. Okay, that, I'm, I'm kind of relieved because I'm not I was sure. Like, yeah. Yeah, there's too much to watch this summer, and, and I'd like to do, if you're going to be in on it, and you can, I think it's starting this weekend, isn't it? Uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. Yeah. We, we did Homecoming, I'm see it. so. I've seen it on Tuesday, so. Okay, cool. Well, I'm sure Hero will want to chat about that one, if you like. And what about Watchmen? I, no interest whatsoever. Okay. I just really don't. <laughs> I'll probably watch it out of curiosity, maybe, but I just, why? I, yeah. Just why? I want to know what. I, if you I if you can answer why, yeah. send us an email at cheapscottproductions <laughs> at gmail dot com to answer the most important universal question: Why make any more Watchmen shit at all? It's, but you know, and especially why make it with a guy that you know one of the lost guys that's doing it. That just scares oh, the hell it, out of me. I, see, I haven't looked at any of that. I just I saw the preview and. Was like, I wonder what this is. It might be, I think it might be Lindelof, um, who who redeemed himself with the leftovers, but sort of. <laughs> um, but anywho, yeah, no, no, why I I'm actually preemptively banning us ever talking about the Watchmen show on this cool. podcast from now. <laughs> All right, I will, I will, I will honor that decision. <laughs> Even though I probably will watch it just out of morbid curiosity. And if it wows me, I'll, I'll come on here and admit it wowed me. But I, I'm not really seeing how that's going to happen. The movie didn't. The, the comic is amazing, of course. But uh, I just don't see... And I, I, I'm so thankful I'm like not a DC Comics reader anymore, a regular one. Because I've been reading like the stories about what they've been doing with Watchmen over in those books. And I just would want to burn everything down. And... Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Doctor Manhattan created Adam and Eve and, and Superman or something like mm-hmm. that. I don't, I don't know what happened. Yeah, I, I listened to Michael just... Bailey's show about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll bet. Uh, I wonder what Gardner has to say about that stuff too. I'm sure. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Spit nails. Yeah. Yeah, nothing more to say here, man. Just they're, they're just keeping up the weirdness and turning it up, and we're along for the ride. So take us there, Noah. We'll talk about it. We should try to get some people's. If anyone out there also cheapscottproductions uh, cheap at gmail.com has any connection to anybody involved with this show at all, and could hook us up with one of the actors or a producer or a fucking toilet cleaner we would love to have him on this podcast for the final season of legion that would be a real feather in our cap and i think really interesting so uh help us out there guys if there's anyone out there listening and i'm scott and this is pat and yep. metal hero will be back soon we'll see you next week bye now bye-bye